Welcome to this weekend's In Touch podcast with Charles Stanley. Investment accounts and retirement plans. Are these where you find a sense of refuge? Let's continue the study of Colossians to hear about the only fail-safe place where our security lies. Everybody is interested in security, but I wonder if you really have true security and what your security lies in. If your security lies in some relationship, suppose the person dies, you don't have any security. If your security lies in money, the Bible says money is like a bird. It can take wings and fly away. And there was a time we would say, here today and gone tomorrow. Now it's here this morning, gone this afternoon. (laughs) So there's no real security in finances. There's no security in position and prominence and prestige because time after time I've heard men say, I worked for this corporation 25 years. They told me today that after Friday, they wouldn't need me anymore. And many people think they have security in their job. They think they have security in their finances. They think they have security in their relationships. But the truth is, there is no security in any of that. There is only one place you find true, genuine security. And I want you to turn, if you will, to Colossians chapter 1. And Paul makes a statement in this beginning part of this chapter. And he uses a phrase that most people would read right across, pay almost no attention to whatsoever because it appears to be so insignificant. But it just so happens that this phrase is the key phrase in all of Paul's theology. In fact, just about everything Paul ever said could be wrapped up in this one simple little phrase. Now, naturally a person who's not a Christian would read this and think nothing about it, but the trouble is that most of God's people who would read across this phrase would likewise think very little of the depth of its meaning. So look, if you will, beginning in verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are at Colossae, Grace to you and peace from God our Father. Now, there's some very important words in that passage, but the most important phrase of all, one of the most important phrases in all the Bible, probably the most important in the New Testament, is those two little words, in Christ. In fact, you'll find that about 130 sometimes, or maybe more, in the New Testament. Paul describing our relationship to Christ. Because you see, from his point of view, the most important thing about our Christian life is our union with the person of Jesus. Paul spent his time talking about our union with Christ. And what I want you to see in this message is this. All your security, all our security lies in our union with the person of Jesus Christ which is a relationship that was effected the day that you said to him, I do believe that I'm a sinner. I do believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. I do receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. The moment you did that, a union took place between you and God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So what I want you to see here is four very important areas of our life that the security in these areas are all wrapped up in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, when he says to these Colossians, he says to the faithful brethren in Colossae, in Christ, 
Our security lies in, first of all, our position in Him. Now, what is that position? That position is, according to the Scriptures, and I want you to turn to some of these Scriptures. You know a lot of them by heart. There's something about seeing them one more time, rooting them a little deeper in your mind. In John chapter 1, verse 12, listen to what he says. He says, But as many as received him, that is Christ, to them gave he the right, the power, the authority to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Now, what is he saying? He says that your position and mine, now having received Jesus Christ as our Savior, our position is we've become the children of God. That is a spiritual position we have. We are the children of God. Likewise, if you'll turn to Ephesians chapter 1. He says in Ephesians chapter 1, several wonderful things about our position, but let me just mention a couple of them here. He says, in this particular passage concerning our relationship to Christ, he says in verse 7, we have redemption through His blood. Our position is that we are the redeemed children of God. And again, that same verse, he says, the forgiveness of our sins according to His riches. And then again in Colossians chapter 1, listen to what he says. He says in verse 14, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins, so that our position in the eyes of God is that we're the children of God, having been, now watch this, having been redeemed, which means we have been purchased by the Lord Jesus Christ through His blood, so that now our position is we are the purchased possessions of God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, or in Christ. So think about this. What I want to say is true of every single believer. Because of your union, because you've received Jesus as your Savior, and the Spirit of God placed you into Christ and made you a part of Him, He says now your official, divinely stated position is that you're a child of God, a purchased possession of His, fully forgiven of your sins, he says, you are a part of the kingdom of God. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You're a citizen of the kingdom, and you have already qualified for a joint inheritance with Jesus Christ, which you and I will be able to enjoy for eternity. So let me ask you a question, my friend. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you've never trusted Him as your Savior. You've rejected Him, living your life independently of Him, managing your own affairs, doing your own thinking. One of these days you say, well, listen, I'm not doing too bad. One of these days things are going to get better and better and better for me. And besides, I have enough wealth, enough friends, enough business. I don't need God. Let me ask you one question. When your heart beats the last time, what good is all of that going to do you? Do you think any of your money, any of your relationships, any of your positions of power and prominence and prestige and status, do you think that's going to get you into heaven, my friend? Listen, none of that counts. When you stand in the judgment of God, there's only one issue. In the judgment of the saints, the salvation issue won't even be there. Because that will have been settled. The issue then is the reward you're going to receive because of the works you've done. But if you stand in the great white throne judgment, the issue of salvation, my friend, is there. Having rejected Jesus Christ, everything else that you may have done is absolutely null and void. Having rejected God the Father 
through his son, Jesus Christ, removes all hope. And my friends, you're a very foolish person to put your security in what has no lasting value whatsoever. Second thing I want you to notice about this is this, that our security lies in the privileges that we have in Christ Jesus, in the position that we have in Him, eternal security, in the privileges that we have in Him. Now think about this. God the Father has a will for all of our life. Having a will for our life, He has equipped us. He has gifted us. He's given us natural talents, but He's given us spiritual gifts whereby to fulfill His will for our life. And having done so, God, having foreseen your whole life from beginning to end, naturally has planned opportunities and privileges for you. So that the believer does not have to go through life knocking down other people, stepping on other people, climbing on other people, knocking down doors of opportunity, forcing issues. But the believer, living in union with the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ has already assumed full responsibility for your full life. All he wants us to do is to rest in him and to obey him. And if you're worried about your security, remember, your security is in a relationship. But that opportunity and that privilege for tomorrow depends upon what you're doing today. And so I want to ask you, are you a good employee? You say, you don't know my boss. God's your ultimate boss. These folks who say, well, if you knew who I worked for, it changed jobs if you don't like it. But wherever you are, be diligent, be faithful, be truthful where you are. God will honor that with greater opportunities. And you see, if your security lies not in your job, but in the Christ who is the big boss, you never have to worry. Anything God removes you from, he's got something better suited for you at that moment. There's a third area that I want us to notice in, that is our security lies in our possessions, which are in Christ. Our eternal security is in Him, our opportunities and privileges are in Him, and our possessions are in Him. Now, I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 2 for a moment and listen to this verse. And one of these days, we'll get to it. Chapter 2 and verse 9 and 10. He says, For in Him that is in Christ... All the fullness of deity, that is all the fullness of Godhead, all of his character, all of his attributes, all of his nature, he says is or dwells in bodily form in Christ. That is, if you know Christ, you know God the Father. Now listen. And in him that is in Christ, who is also living within us, in him you have been made what? Complete. And he is the head over all rule and authority. Now, when he says we're complete in him, think about this. When you were saved, no matter what your age was, when you were saved, God the Father, through his son Jesus, placed you into a relationship with Jesus Christ, whereby he was your Savior, your Lord, to govern your life and your very life itself. That which is within you that's going to last beyond this life is the life in the Spirit, that is eternal life, Christ within us. Now, who is this that is within us? He says, He is the image, the stamp of the invisible God. God the Father made visible through His Son, Jesus Christ, and this visible Christ, now in invisible form through the Holy Spirit, is now indwelling every single believer. 
He says now that all the fullness of the Godhead is dwelling in Christ, Christ dwelling within us. So that every single believer is already in, listen, already in possession of. Not one of these days when you die, already in possession of. Some things, we can't get to them now. Some things would not fit on earth, it'll only fit in heaven. But there's not a single solitary need that you and I will ever have in life that God the Father has not already provided and is, listen, it is accessible to us through our union with Jesus Christ and by an act of our faith, God intends for those needs of ours to be met in His time and in His way. Now, when I get ahead of God and I want to knock the door down and get my needs met my way, then we get in trouble. One last thing, we talk about security. And that is that in Christ Jesus, we have security for our power, our energy in life. Now, what are we talking about? Go back to Isaiah chapter 40 for a moment. It's amazing what he said about giving us the energy and the strength and the power to do what he's called us to do, whatever you may be doing. He says in verse 29, He, that is God, through his Son Jesus, gives strength to the weary. To him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youth should grow weary and tired, a vigorous young man stumble badly. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. That does not mean that you and I will never get tired, but we don't have to remain that way. That in the supernatural power that Jesus Christ has provided in our relationship to Him, God will give us what we need, listen, to do what He's called you to do. Whether you're a mother with two or three small children or businessman, head of a big corporation, it doesn't make any difference what it is. God has promised to provide you the energy and the strength to do what He's called you to do. Our security in doing anything that God has called us to do is not in our energy, not in our strength, not in our power, but in the supernatural power, in the might, the strength, the anointing, the unction, the endowment of God upon your life to do whatever He's called you to do. So the person who says, well, yes, I would serve the Lord, but I feel so insecure in your feelings. But remember what your relationship is. Remember that you are living in union with the ultimate source of all power, who is Christ living and dwelling within you. And in your vocation, where you are, you say, well, you know, sometimes I don't think I do too well because I feel so insecure and so inadequate. That's all right to feel that away. And listen, but then remember who you are. Remember who's living inside of you. And Jesus meant for his children to live secured in a life of insecurity, in a world of turmoil, in a world of strife, in a world of difficulty and hardship and heartache and trials and tribulations and hostility and jealousy and animosity. He intended for us to live absolutely secure because of our relationship, not because of our circumstances eternally secure in Him, privileges and opportunities in Him, possessions to be found in Him, the power, the strength, the might, the energy to be found in Him. Can you name one thing that you need as a person in which God has come up short and has failed to give us a promise and to make provision? Anything. You know what our problem is? It all boils down to one little simple word, and it's called trust. Trust. 
we don't believe he meant what he said. So I want to ask you, where's your security? Can't be in things and people. We let each other down and things disappear. Can't be in position and prominence and prestige. They just evaporate like air. So the only security you have is in the person of Jesus Christ. And the truth is, all the security you and I will ever need. You see that book, old book? We call it the Holy Bible. That is God's full statement. Listen, this is God's full statement of our complete and eternal security, future and present, equally as promised. There's the promise. Now, you know what? If somebody of renown, somebody of prominence, wrote you a letter and made you a promise of what they were going to do for you and signed their name, and you knew that they were very, very wealthy and could do it, you'd probably believe them and take advantage of it. Do you know who wrote this book? God. He used men's hands and men's minds, but it's God's book. It's God's book of privilege and promise to every believer. It's God's book of security. So let me ask you a question. Is it more trustworthy to believe some man who signed a letter or God the Father who wrote this book and signed it in the blood of His only begotten Son? Friend, apart from the promises of this book, written by God who is fully able to answer and complete every single one of them, what security do you have outside of this book? Not a one. But if you're willing to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, and you're willing to receive Him as your personal Savior, my friend, everything that is true of us believers will be true of you in an instant. If you're willing to ask Him to forgive you, tell the Lord Jesus Christ that you're receiving Him as your personal Savior right now. The Bible says God will make you one of His children, and when you become a child of God, everything in the book becomes yours. Thank you for listening to Where Our Security Lies. If you'd like to know more about Charles Stanley or InTouch Ministries, stop by intouch.org. This podcast is a presentation of InTouch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia.